Hello, this is Anviti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 14th of April. India reported 1,007 new COVID-19 cases and 26 related deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry data on Thursday. The current number of active cases stands at 11,058, while the national COVID-19 recovery rate remained at 98.76%. Even as many states and countries are removing COVID protocols, like mandatory masking, the World Health Organization maintained on Wednesday that the virus remains a major public health danger. Experts at WHO insisted that the global governments should not drop their guard. In India, the coronavirus has infected 4 crore 30 lakh 39,025 and claimed 5 lakh 21,736 lives so far, though these numbers are largely believed to be undercounts. Whereas, the global coronavirus infection count crossed the 500 million mark on Thursday, according to John Hopkins University. The global death count stands at 6.18 million. Meanwhile, China's intense zero-COVID policy is hampering the global supply chains, the Economic Times reported. The strict lockdown has resulted in clogged highways and ports, as well as stranded workers because of closed factories. The report claimed global supply chains of consumer goods, ranging from vehicles to mobile phones, have been affected. Though China has maintained that its policies are scientific and effective and they will continue with the protocols for now. In an affidavit submitted to the Supreme Court, the Delhi police claimed that no hate speeches against any particular community were made by Suresh Chavanke or others at the Dharam Sansad or Religious Assembly in Delhi on December 19 last year. The Delhi police informed the court, and I quote, in-depth investigation of the video and other material found that no hate speech was given against any community. It was concluded that the alleged speech contained no hate speech against a particular community. Unquote. On January 12th, the Uttarakhand government, central government and Delhi police had been ordered by the Supreme Court to reply to a petition on the Dharam Sansad hate speech case. According to NDTV, all complaint files related to this case have been closed. In the affidavit, the police questioned the petitioners for directly moving the apex court without approaching the police first. The plea was filed against two separate events organised in Delhi by the Hindu Yuva Vahini and in Haridwar by Yatin Narsinghanand. It stated that hate speeches, including open calls for genocide of Muslims, were made at these events. It also accused the Delhi police of complete inaction for the alleged hate speeches. Whereas, the police denounced these claims, stating, and I quote, Petitioner is trying to draw an incorrect and absurd inference by isolated passages disregarding the main theme and its message, unquote. A fire breakout at a pharmaceutical unit in Andhra Pradesh claimed six lives and left 12 injured in the early hours of Thursday. A reactor blast due to gas leak is suspected to have caused the fire. The superintendent of police and the district collector have been instructed to conduct an official investigation into the cause of fire. Four of the six deceased were migrant workers from Bihar. The accident occurred at Akiredi Gudem in West Godavari district. The 18 victims were placed in Unit 4 of the pharmaceutical plant when the fire broke out. 
only two of the victims bodies have been recovered so far though the fire was controlled within hours prime minister narendra modi tweeted and i quote pained by the loss of lives due to a mishap at a chemical unit in eluru andhra pradesh condolences to the bereaved families may the injured recover quickly unquote the chief minister of the state jagan mohan reddy announced a 25 lakh compensation for the family members of the dead the ndtv reported additionally those who were critically injured will be compensated with 5 lakh rupees and those with minor injuries will receive a sum of 2 lakhs the enforcement directorate confirmed on thursday that they questioned the former chief minister of punjab charanjit singh channi in connection with an alleged illegal sand mining case on wednesday the indian express reported the interrogation continued for several hours earlier this year channi's nephew bhupinder singh hani was arrested under money laundering charges by the ed in the same case ed sources had claimed to recover a sum of approximately 10 crore rupees from hani and the alleged sum could have belonged to channi they claimed several incriminating documents related to the sand mining business property transaction papers mobile phones gold worth above 21 lakh rupees and a rolex watch worth 12 lakh were also recovered during the 19 and 18 january raids in several locations in punjab related to honey following channi's interrogation congress leader navjot singh sidhu tweeted and i quote my fight was for punjab and not for sand those who ran the land sand and liquor mafia let down punjab for selfish vested interests by looting the exchequer it is either punjab or the mafia in the present financial scenario the fight continues unquote listeners speaking of punjab our team was recently on the ground covering the assembly elections which recently concluded in the state while the elections might be over the stories continue One such story is the tragedy of the Jallianwala Bagh, the historic site where scores of Indians were massacred at the hands of General Dyer. Recently, the site was in news for other reasons: its creative restoration by the central government. Our team explored how the place has become more of a picnic spot and doesn't evoke any of the sentiments that such a historic tragedy should have. Guided by former history professor Harish Sharma. If you want to know more log on to newslaundry.com or go to our YouTube channel for the story titled Jallianwala Bagh Massacre what we have lost in renovation of the historic site listeners if you like the report and the work that we do consider supporting us remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence because we don't depend on them for ads Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So, if you aren't already a part of our ad-free system, do consider subscribing by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner, with cost as low as rupees three hundred. The Karnataka Rural Development and Panchayat Raj Minister K S Ishwarappa announced on Thursday evening that he will resign from his position. The Deccan Herald reported, Ishwarappa, who was booked yesterday for abatement of suicide in contractor Sunil Patil's death, had refused to resign till Thursday afternoon. The decision comes after mounting political pressure from opposition parties and the victim's family. 
Earlier today, Congress leaders had carried out a protest march demanding Ishwarappa's resignation. The march towards Chief Minister Baswaraj Bommai's residence was stopped midway. DK Shivakumar, Siddharamaya, and Randeep Singh Surjewala, among others protesting against Ishwarappa, were briefly detained in Bengaluru. Shivakumar told NDTV, and I quote, We want the law of the land to be respected. This is the most corrupt government in the country. They are trying to safeguard the minister. Even the police are not taking action, unquote. He added that he, along with the other Congress leaders, met with the late contractor's wife, who claimed that Ishwarappa and his associates had demanded a 40% bribe. Patil had named Ishwarappa in his alleged suicide note. But Ishwarappa questioned the veracity of this claim, saying how can messages sent on WhatsApp be treated like suicide notes when no actual note was found near the body. The death count from devastating floods and landslides in the Philippines rose to 115 on Thursday as more bodies were discovered buried in the mud and water. The natural calamities were triggered by the tropical storm Meji, NDTV reported. The storm had hit the island on April 12th and since then, multiple landslides and floods have wreaked havoc on the coastal areas. Reportedly, the worst affected areas are the western and eastern Visayas and Karaga. Most of the affected belong to the fishing communities. Hundreds of people are still missing and even more are feared to be dead. Meji is reportedly the strongest storm to strike the nation this year. Rains have continued all week, resulting in floods and landslides. In a Facebook post, the mayor of Leyte said, and I quote, As of today, the survivors are under medication and are well taken care of. All evacuees, on the other hand, are safe and under care. Unquote. According to CNN, more than 920,000 people have been affected by the storm, over 200,000 displaced, while more than 35,000 were preemptively evacuated. As of Wednesday, the agricultural sector had estimated damage worth more than $8 million. The area is said to be prone to tropical storms. However, climate experts have warned repeatedly that these storms are becoming more powerful as the world gets warmer because of human-driven climate change. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.